Blog Talk Radio. I stroll through the pictures What I've left behind You once again I'm locked up in memories They all intertwine The memories living In my mind I know tomorrow Cause that dawn will come You will never know Just what you've done everyone and welcome to Stop Child Abuse Now Scan Radio show number 3247 The show is brought to you by NASCA the National Association of Adult Survivors of Child Abuse NASCA is a nonprofit self-supporting organization and here is the mission statement of NASCA We have a single purpose at NASCA, to address issues related to childhood abuse and trauma, including sexual assault, violence or physical abuse, emotional traumas, and neglect. And we do so with only two goals. One, educating the public, especially as related to helping society get over its taboo of discussing childhood sexual abuse, CSA. Presenting facts showing child abuse to be a pandemic worldwide problem that affects everyone. Two, offering hope and healing through numerous paths, providing many services to adult survivors of child abuse, and information for anyone interested in the many issues involving prevention, intervention, and recovery. And tonight is Tuesday, and on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have a Q&A call-in discussion with a survivor professional using an open mic forum. So we want you to call in. I'll give you the call-in number. It's 646-595-2118. We want you to call in and ask questions and make comments. Tonight, um, we'll feature a survivor professional co-host who will field topics brought to the episode by you, the listener. Tonight's special co-host is Cherie White from Covington, Tennessee, an anti-bullying advocate and author of three books who uses her own story of being bullied and gaslighted to help those enduring the same abuse today. Quote, in sixth grade, I began a long lesson in the human predator-prey dynamic and a battle for my dignity, safety, and my very soul, unquote. At first, she took the physical beatings, name callings, and abuse. Cherie was a victim of what is called poly-victimization, 
in just six months. She went from being a kid who always made the honor roll to an angry and bitter girl who made only C's and D's. Quote, who could concentrate on schoolwork, unquote, she asks. Shri attempted suicide at the age of 14. Quote, because I felt powerless, I began to bully those who were even weaker than me in attempts to grab back some of my power, unquote. And with that introduction, I will say hi, Sheree. Hi, Annie. How are you? I'm just great. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's it's a beautiful evening. I'm outside with the dogs, and the, we we're we have a uh, we're having a cool day today. We only got to maybe 76 degrees out, <laughs> and there's a cool breeze. It feels just like fall. And with uh, my state being being a very hot and humid state state during the summer, uh, I'm looking forward to fall. And this weather is just really pepping me up for it. So it's been a good day. That's great. Victoria is on here, too. You want to say hi, Victoria? Hi, Victoria. Hi, Victoria. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi, Annie. Um, yeah, I'm looking for, for, forward to fall, too, because uh, um, I love the fall colors here in Minnesota. They're gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and uh, there's, you can go up to the North Shore, which is farther up than I am, a couple-hour drive, and uh, it's, just, it, it's really beautiful up there. But they're oh, beautiful here too. Mhm. But you can go up by uh, Lake Superior, and you can see all the trees along, you know, up there, the lakes and everything. Right. Oh, it's amazing. Plus, I gotta tell you guys, my I got a new puppy. She's nine wow. months old and just went into heat. How She's precious. She's about just like my service dog, and uh, they got hooked up, <laughs> literally. Oh no. And, uh, She's pregnant. Oh, she had a diaper. Oh, cute little diaper with a little skirt on it, and my male dog figured out how to open the Velcro. (laughs) So, 40% chance she was pregnant. Yeah, and then, um, you know, 40% is enough. (laughs) As we all know. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, um, then we got him male diapers, so we had them on, and we had her diapers on, and, you know, so if one came off, the other was still on. And then I put her in a cage at night, so I called that triple protection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, yeah, it's been enough time to find out, and her nipples are getting bigger, you know. And uh, so we're expecting, we're expecting the beginning of October, so we may may have Christmas present babies. Puppies. Oh, that's and sweet. Yeah, they're about 15 pounds. She's like 12 or 13. She's only nine months. My daughter says, well, don't let him hook up till she's a year old. You know, and Google says, just, you know, keep them apart. Yeah, right. No. My male dog's going crazy when I put up a baby gate to downstairs, you know. Like, forget right. that. Right. So, yeah, so... We're going to have puppies. 
So I'll be putting a picture on Facebook of my little girl and boy with me so people can go look at my profile page um, and, and see my babies and me. Cool. <laughs> yeah. My boy's my service dog, and I want to get a little girl because I wanted to breed them. And uh, oh. sooner than later than sooner, but you know things happen. <laughs> right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Sari, do we have that. a topic for tonight's show? Yep. Yes, we do. Actually, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, when you have when you've been abused or bullied or sexually abused you know anything bad that has happened to you in your life uh you know you have two choices you know even though you cannot change what happened you do have a choice you can either let it make you bitter or you can let it make you better so i think we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about you know which way do you want to go that's wonderful. I like that. Bitter yeah. or better? Yeah. I want to go better. I like that because but I, I like how you say I have gone bitter. Sorry. Uh-huh. I like how you say it's a choice, you know, because right. we can choose for a long time to be bitter, but you know what? We can make a choice at any moment that we're going to change that. It, it might That's be right. a whole process, but we can change. And people a lot of times right. say, well, I can't change. You know, people know they can. Okay? Thank right. you. Right. Right. And, you know, it's one thing, you know, to heal. You have, naturally, you have to heal. But once, once you've, once you've, you've healed, then you have to decide what you're going to do with it. And, you know, there's a lot of people that, that use their experiences to help others that are in the same situation. And that's, that's certainly where I've been. Um, for a long time, though, before I decided to to do that, I was a very angry and bitter person. But once I realized, and this was in my late 30s, that, uh, you know, it, the, the anger that I had was, ser- was really serving me no purpose. It, it just, it was a waste of my time. Then I decided to take what, what happened to me and do something good with it do something productive and for me it's it's helping others who are going through the same thing now that's great yeah i i have kind of the same story i i used to be a very bitter and angry person people would tell me that i didn't see it i didn't think i was an angry bitter person but apparently i i gave off that feeling to people and I, I, I'm over that anger now, and the reason is, I think, because I've spent so much time healing and giving back. Exactly. That's wonderful, Annie. And for me, um, I find myself, um, as I go deeper into my my healing and memories and everything, um, I can find myself in that, that position again of being angry and bitter and I can really feel it. I don't have the serenity that I've had, you know. I can all of a sudden start feeling that, you know, my, my attitude just kind of twists a little bit, you know, and I can either go down that rabbit hole, which you can go pretty fast, <laughs> or, 
or right. or go, wait, wait, what's going on? You know, um, why, what's going on? What is, you know, what's my mind doing to me? And, uh, and, and look into it, you know, and, and stop enough, long enough time. Because I say to pray and meditate. And for me, prayer is just asking for help. And meditation is listening for the answer. So I listen for the answer. And it's like, boy, you know, I'm starting to remember this. And I'm really angry about it. But, you know, I can't change it. You know, and and so what can I do? You know, accept it. Right. You know, and just because, you know, you don't go out and help people, that doesn't mean that you haven't healed. That just means that that's a different path that you chose to be on. There's a lot of people that aren't better that go on and, and do things with their lives to make themselves and other people happy. You know, they have a business or, you know, they do other kinds of things. Um, right. So it doesn't always have to be helping other people. You know, um, because we have, you know, but the point is to have choices, you know, because you can go on to be very, very successful financially and business-wise or whatever, but you can be just torn up inside. It can be eating you from the inside out. Right. Exactly. So to me, success, I don't make a lot of money, but my success is that that I'm happy, I'm, I'm serene, I have a beautiful yard, I get I have my dogs. I don't have somebody tell me what to do all the time, like where I was living in assisted living. You know, somebody right. thumb on me. And and uh, so, you know, it, it also depends on your um, definition of success. And right. Your definition of, you know, people ask me, you know, are you? do you feel like you've healed? And I says, I'll be healing till I take my last breath because to me healing means changing. And, and exactly. Getting, Getting better, not just better mentally, but better, better acting, you know. Right. Yeah, healing is a, it, it's a constant thing because it's it's growth. And growth is never ending. So until, until the day you close your eyes, you're always going to continue right. to grow yeah. from what until happened you get, to you. you get stuck. If you get stuck, then you're not. You're not. Right. You on that too, I I believe. Right, and I think there will be times, you know, when there are times, you know, throughout your life that you know sometimes you do get stuck. Uh, I I think growth and uh, and betterment is different for everybody. Uh, you know, you may some people may, uh, you know, continue take what happened to them and better themselves and then get stuck for a while and then get out of the rut and then they 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 grow they start growing again and then they'll you know there could be a lot of stops and starts but the point is to that you progress from where you were when the uh when the trauma happened to you Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and used to tell my sponsor, I feel like I'm going three steps forward and two steps back. And she says, yeah, but remember, you're going one step forward. That's what you look at, you know. Right. Um, and a lot of times I feel like I find myself in the same situation I've been in before and I get really down on myself and that I'm not in the same place. I have to look back and say, look what you've achieved, you know, and, and you're not in the same place, but you might have, you might need to relearn a lesson or relearn a skill that you've gotten before or just remember 
that you have skills right. or remember that you have coping mechanisms that are positive. Exactly. Right. And not go back to the negative coping mechanisms, which um, some people do when they, you know, say go back to alcohol or eating or shopping. You know, it doesn't mean that you didn't accomplish what you did when you were sober or when you were not practicing those negative behaviors, you know. You still right. have that, you know, how many positive days do you have is according to, you know, say people say, oh, I slipped, you know. Yeah, but how many days did you have sober before you slipped? You know, exactly what you have done. Um, and a lot of times when I feel real negative, I'll sit down and make a list of, of things I have accomplished, you know, because I can get real negative. Right. That I think, uh, I think my, sometimes I will, do some excessive shopping, you know, and I think uh, think a lot of, especially women, I think a lot of, of us do that to uh, try and ease the, uh, the hurt from the traumas that we've experienced years ago. And uh, shopping, uh, shopping's my go-to, and I really... You know, I really need to kind of back off of that. Yeah. Well, the first the first part of anything I'm working on is to identify what the issues are. You know, like like in the twelve steps. You know, it says I'm an alcoholic, and um, I am powerless over alcohol. So it's not just going to a meeting and say I'm an alcoholic. You know, that's the first step. First step is admitting I'm powerless. So what does that mean? And going into the way that you're powerless, you know, so it's, it's identifying not just, you know, I, you know, I have a compulsion to shop or eat or whatever, but how would your life become unmanageable because of it, you know? Um, you know, just the fact of the time it takes to, for me, I figured out how much time I put into to drinking, going to buy the liquor, finding a place to drink, drinking, um, you know, consequences of that, feeling guilty, even though I didn't get arrested, exactly. I, there were still consequences, you know, um, ending up in um, strange men's beds and not knowing, waking up in the morning and not knowing how I got there or if I had my car or my Ooh. keys or whatever, you know, right. and those are consequences. And then, the ne- you know, then also saying, okay, I'll never do this again and having having to do it again. You know, right. and all that is consequence. We can sit down with any kind of an issue that we have that we want to change. But the most important part to begin with is to identify it. Exactly. You know, if you, don't, if you can't even identify what the problem is, you can't find the solution. So if you're feeling right. miserable, you know, you want to figure out what the problem is. Right. And, you know, uh, I, I can only imagine just how scary that that would be. To wake up in yeah. some strange man's bed and not know how you got there—that has got to, yeah. for me, that would be just—that would be so scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. To me, it was normal. To me, it was normal behavior, and it was like I want to get out of here before he wakes up. But where are my clothes? Like, so put them on quietly. Be looking out the window to see if even my car was out there, or maybe right. he brought me there and I had to, you know, deal with him in the morning you know, to, to figure out how I was going to get home or was I in danger, 
um, had I been in danger? <laughs> right, because, I, mean, I yeah. mean, you don't know him from a can of paint. He could be an axe murderer. So, right, you right. know, but mm-hmm. a lot of people dealing with trauma, you know, they engage in these self-destructive behaviors. Yep. And, and, and it's almost like they, they get a compulsion to do it. Mhm. And yeah. well, for me, I was afraid of saying no because um, I worked in a bar, and I was always afraid if I said no that I'd be going to my car one night and somebody I said no to would be out there. Right. Right. Gotcha. That I made that I made him upset. You know, I was always afraid of you know. So so I might not have said no, but I didn't want to be there. And then I went to this group called the um, Sexual Violence Center in Minneapolis, and uh, it was in a group there, and they said, um, rape is unwanted sex, whether you say no or not. You know, it might not be prosecutable, but but that's the definition they use. And, you know, in my mind, I went, did I ever want to do that? <laughs> I mean, that might be a weird yeah, thing right. to, to come to the conclusion of, but, you know, um, I don't remember when I ever decided that that's what I wanted to do, you know. I don't. I don't feel I ever had a choice or a decision. I always felt it was something I had to do. Right. You know. Probably. And I was told I was promiscuous, and I just hate that word because women and children and gay men get labeled promiscuous, but men, you know, straight white men that get, you know, or straight men that have sex all the time, you know, they're real men or macho men. Or, right. You know, ladies men. Right. They're and stud. So I hate that. Yep. I hate that. Um, you know, because we'll even call ourselves from. Yeah, I was promiscuous. You know. And, right. And it's like we don't need to be using those negative words, those negative terms. Exactly. We've learned them. We've and I learned was them. too as a teenager. So yeah. Yeah, I and was also, too as a teenager. Sex, you enjoyed sex as a as a girl or a woman. Then you, then you were promiscuous or whore or just all kinds of, you know. Right. And I even had guys that said to me, well, you've had sex with other men, so why won't you have sex with me? Like, you know, all of a sudden, just because you had sex before, um, automatically, you know, what's your problem? Automatically, that makes you obligated yeah. to have sex with him, too. Right. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yep. But, you know, yeah. and then not feeling I could say no because at a very young age, there was no there was no option to say no as an infant. Right. Or, you know, there was no option. <laughs> right. Because, and, and uh, you know, at that age, you know, you, you feel like you have to do it to survive. Yeah. You know, because you don't yeah. know what that person's going to do to you. I mean, a lot right. of women and girls have been killed simply for... Yeah refusing to have sex with someone. Yeah. There are yeah. men out there who feel that entitled, you know. Yeah. Well, we had a judge out here in Minneapolis that said straight out, if um, a woman gets raped, she ought to just lay back and enjoy it if she's <laughs> getting raped. Yeah. You know, they are yeah. trying to normalize that stuff. They are trying to normalize it. Yeah, yeah. that. He he actually said that, huh? I'm not yeah. surprised, and it makes yeah. me angry because... In, in like an interview, and of course, you know, all of us that were, you know, 
working in the sexual assault movement were, you know, up in arms over it, and he did end up losing, you know, his job over it. But, um, wow. But even him to think that that was okay to say when you're in that kind of a position. Exactly. And then you wonder what the cases were that he tried that, that women didn't get justice. Right. Not that I believe there is justice, because I don't believe that. No matter what you do to a, an offender, um, exactly. you know, uh, um, especially when they're abusing children. I mean, you literally take their childhood away um, a lot of times, a whole life, by the damage. Exactly. And, and you can't do that back to somebody by a sentencing. Exactly. And, you know, and, and, and the bad thing is there are there are you know, school teachers doing that to children. There are big judges, lawyers, politicians. I mean, you know, fat cats that are, and and a lot of them get away with it because of the power that they wield. Yep. And but but I've I've got one thing to say right now. You know, we've ha- we have a God in heaven, and He uh-huh. sits on high and He looks low. And yeah. these people are going to pay. They may not pay in this life, but they will pay in the next right. life. Right. You don't. You don't abuse God's children. You just don't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and people are like, you know, when I told my dad that even my brother says, "Boy, you know, I want to go kill him," and I said, "Well, what good would that do?" I said, "You know, you go to jail," and um, I feel bad about that, and. You know, it would still have happened. You know, you can't take away the fact that it happened. You right. Know, you can't erase that. Like, well, he's going to hell. He's this and that. And I said, God is the judge. I don't get to judge. I don't get to say he's gonna. this is going to happen to him or that's going to happen to him. I have no idea. You know, I have no idea. My higher power is all-knowing. I'm not all-knowing. I have no right. idea. But I do know that what he did was horrible and that's a fact you know <laughs> bottom right line, you know that i do know and so i can state facts that i know exactly <laughs> pardon me if you hear me cough every now and again uh, i am getting over i was very sick last week and i have this oh. lingering cough and this uh this tickling in my throat that happens Ooh. still sometimes yeah, now, I was very sick with with a bad a bad summer cold last weekend. Yeah. I not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I was in bed all day wow. Saturday and Sunday, oh, and I no. was running a fever. So I'm still trying to get over what's yeah. left of this crap that I had. Yeah, so if I cough on air, please yeah. overlook me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also wanted to tell you guys um, that my phone is hanging up on people. So I, w- I will call back in if it does that. Just but to let you know, it, it happens. And then sometimes my phone won't even ring when I'm trying to call somebody. And my right. phone won't ring when somebody tries to call me <laughs> sometimes. And, uh, but I did want to tell you guys that um, this coming Sunday, I'll have 37 years sober from drugs and alcohol. Yay! Oh, yay! Congratulations! Thank you. 
And I wanted to go to Graceland for my 37 years. That was my dream. But um, I decided instead to get an Elvis impersonator. And um, I did that. I'm getting for three hours on the 27th. And um, I figured, you know, it, it was quite expensive to do, but if I had to, pay, had to pay for my plane ticket, a hotel, getting in Graceland, all the walking around, I can see pictures on the Internet, which is much better pictures than I'd take. You know, and plus all the planning and everything. Um, this way I can share it with my friends, you know, that I know from the right. program, you know, and, and my other friends. And so that's what I decided to do instead of taking the money. And I went ahead the money to go graceful this year. So I decided I wanted to do something for my 37 years. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're planning your own party? And I'm like, yeah, because I wanted what I wanted. <laughs> You know, I did the same thing for my birthday in my open house. I planned it. And I told my daughter I spent $300 on the, the food and the right. supplies. And she's like, Mom, that's a lot of money. I could have brought some party supplies home from my friend's house because they are going to have a party like before. And I said, yeah, but I want to be able to have my you, uh, mermaid unicorn party. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, so I right. Can what I want, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know. If, if uh, you know, nobody else is going to sign at the party, we can do it ourselves. We don't have to wait. Exactly. For somebody you know, to do something can... special for us, we going to go out to dinner. Just pick up and go. I wish I could go to Red Lobster. Go to Red Lobster. You know, save the money and do exactly. something special for yourself. We don't need to wait for somebody to rescue us. You know, that was, you know, That's right. what I always thought. Somebody was going to come and rescue me. Well, I decided I wasn't waiting no more. I was going to rescue myself and live a good life. And, again, That's right. a, choice, a choice every day, every moment of making a choice. What can I do to make that happen? Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a part of self-care. <laughs> Pardon me, those are my dogs. Yeah, I used to believe it was selfish. You know, that's what I was taught growing up. If you, ever, you know, if I if I would have done that when I was a kid, you know, our young adult, you know, playing my own part, birthday party. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I don't, I wouldn't have been able to, because in my mind, <laughs> that'd have been horrible to plan something for myself. You know. Right. And then I felt really bad because nobody planned it for me. You know? Exactly. I'd be down the whole day. I mean, this way I'm up. I'm up because, you know, everybody's like, oh, is it a, is it a big year? Like, you know, you're 40 years, 20 years, or whatever. I go, it's 37 years. It doesn't have to be, you know, a magic number. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I don't know if I'll make it to 38. I might not even be alive to make it 38, and I want the party. You know, so I'm just doing it. <laughs> there you go. And then also, you know, people go, oh, I wish I was happy. Well, happiness isn't something that you feel all the time. You know, so find something that makes you happy and say, even if you can say I'm happy right now, this moment, doing something. You know, that's, that's right. more a lot of people have. Exactly. You know, you don't realize. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, my self-care routine is to take a 
to to take a soap bath every Friday mm-hmm. with a bath yeah. with bath bombs. Mhm. And uh just just soak in in my bathtub. And right. that's how I that's how I, you know, do my self-care routine. I've right. always loved, you know, I've I've got a a whirlpool style bath bathtub. Oh, nice. And I like to I like to have my soak every Friday evening. Yep. Yep. And just, Somebody just told me just re- sit there relax and relax. In the bathtub. Just relax, relax in the bathtub. In the bathtub. You know? Yep. Exactly. You know, had my kids and I was hurried up and took a bath and they're just like, just relax, you know, and don't think about anything. So I got in the bathtub and I tell you what, 10 minutes, I was ready to get out. I'd have forced myself to stay in there 10 minutes and finally could work myself up, you know. My kids would be banging on the door, screaming, what are you down in there? You know, mommy, I need you, I need you, or whatever, you know. And so I just had to, for myself, say, Mom, when I'm in the bathroom taking a bath, that's my time. You don't get to interrupt. That's right. You know, and it's an actual emergency, like you're bleeding or the house is burning. You know? Exactly. Yeah, not an emergency. I don't know where the remote control is, (laughs) you know. Right. That is not uh, you know, my, my mother was the same way. She would soak in the tub when me and Re, when me and my brother were little. Yeah. And and before my sister was born. But that yeah. was her time. That was that was her yeah. her me time. Right. And that's what I do. And when I soak in the bathtub, sometimes I will light candles. I'll I'll get a diffuser and get my essential oils a going and make it smell real nice. Mm-hmm. It, it just it just it, it uplifts you. It relaxes you. You know, and, you can and I like the Dollar Tree and get you know like the aerosol air freshener and spray it right. on my shower curtains. I mean, there's so many things that you could do that doesn't have to be like super expensive. You know, buy yourself a just a fancy bar of soap. Maybe that's, you know, something you wouldn't normally do for yourself. So 10 minutes for me was a long time. I All I kept doing is thinking about everything I had to do. And it took a long time for me just to sit there, you know, relax for 10 minutes. Relax. I mean, relax. It, it, not exactly. worry about it. You know, and I mean, I didn't even have time in the bathroom, bathroom. I'd go to the bathroom and my son be beating on the door and you know, screaming, I need you, I need you, I want you, or whatever. And, and right. I'm not, leave me alone, I'm in the bathroom. Sometimes I'd even sit there an extra five minutes just to get away, you know. Well, he was about four years old, and he got a screwdriver and picked the lock on the bathroom. Oh! Not picked it, broke it. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, so when I needed a load time, because I'd always say I'm going to the bathroom to have, I'd, I'd say I'm having a timeout. So I started sitting against the toilet and put my feet against the door and wedged my legs straight so that they couldn't get in. <laughs> and, and turned off the music so I couldn't hear their screaming. You know, and it was like, you know, to have to go through all that, to just have some time for yourself is just, it's crazy, it's literally. <laughs> exactly. But, but I'll I tell you another thing that I deserve time. I didn't, I never trained them that way. I never said, "Mom gets alone time." This is something, right? You know, 
that I deserve that that I'm getting. <laughs> right, and you know, it, and it, you know, you can do simple things for yourself. Uh, some nights I go out and sit on my sit in my swing and watch the sun go down. Yeah. Um, you can. It, it could be as simple as sitting on your porch for 15 minutes uh, in the morning while watching the sun grow uh, uh, come yeah. up and and sipping your your coffee. Right. Right. But taking that time and just saying this is my time and. You know, for a while there, I was getting up, you know, and then I had to get everything ready and do this and that and do this and that. And, you know, I decided I'm getting up 20 minutes early, so I have that extra 20 minutes for me. Exactly. You know, so I didn't say, okay, it's, you know, 7.30, I have to get going for the day, and I have to do this, that, the other thing. So, okay, I'm getting up at 7, and I'm going to have at least 20 minutes for myself. You know, so like you said, just sit there and watch the sun come up or have my coffee and just, you know, not play on the day or not nothing. Just me time. Right. You know, I like exactly. watching the birds. When I first got sober and those birds were chirping, I was like, oh, my God, I wish they'd just shut up. <laughs> right. <laughs> now I'm out there feeding them and Benny comes out. My former husband who I'm living with comes out and says, Oh my God, the birds are so loud. And I said, I says, Oh, I feed them, and then they come to me in the morning, and I'll be through sometimes, and they sing me good morning songs. <laughs> it's amazing, like we talked about before, about our perception of things. Right, exactly. I'm thinking and about getting a bird bath. Yeah. Because I like to listen to the birds in the morning. I usually get up. In the weekends, I'll get up uh -huh. before my husband does, and uh -huh. I'll go sit in the swing for a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. put on my lounge clothes, you know, what a kind pair of, of lounge pants and a T-shirt. Yeah. And I'll go sit in the swing and listen to the birds. And I'm, Are you talking about the porch swing? The, my backyard swing. Yeah. I'm trying to get somebody I, to put a swing, just a board and ropes in my yard for just a regular just an old-fashioned swing <laughs> right I, i've created an oasis in my backyard i've got a uh I, i've got wind chimes hanging on a tree limb i've got uh my solar lights up yep. you know at night on my shepherd's hooks mm -hmm. you know i've got my uh my path lights and so i've kind of created a, a, yeah. a little backyard oasis to get away to. Yeah. Well, I was telling uh, Vinny, too, I said, you know, even when I was in assisted living, I just had a little place. On, I had a table with just a little place with, like, rocks and pine cones, things I had went into the woods because I have a park I like to go to that I just picked up that felt special, you know, and I just put them on there kind of like an altar, you know what I mean? And, and that right. was my place to go. When when I'd go down and get my meds or go down and get my food and they'd be screaming and yelling at us, you know, or at particularly me, drag me in the office and yell at me about something or another. And I would just go upstairs and I would just sit there with my service dog marshmallow and I'd say, okay, this is our time, you know. And, and right. I'd look at something that made me feel peaceful. Absolutely it does. It does make you feel peaceful. It's relaxing. 
you know, I, shoot, I've almost felt fallen asleep in my backyard swing a few times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to, you know, and then you know, I have all these thoughts like everything I have to do during the day. And so what I do is I imagine that I'm sending them up to the clouds and they're floating away, and I'll deal with them day, later in the day. You know. There you go. Yeah. Because I can get bombarded with thinking about all the things I have to do the day, during the day, you know. And oh, I tried yes. just writing down to get them out of my head, and it didn't work. It just made me think of more things to write down. <laughs> right, <laughs> and exactly. And you can get overwhelmed real easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my head starts spinning, and, you know, it's hard to get that to stop. Right. But again, it's choices and deciding what is in your life that that isn't helpful, you know, whether it's, you know, getting mad at this or that. Um, right. Know, why am I getting mad at that? Why am I getting mad at that? You know, um, this is not making my life good. I have no control over people, places, and things I learned in al So I'm like, well, shit, what do I have control over? Because that's what I've been spending my time doing, <laughs> trying to have control over people, places, and things. And then they exactly. said, well, you have control over yourself, your attitudes, and your behaviors, and your emotions, you know. And I'm like, how do I have control over your emotions? Well, you can acknowledge your emotion, but then instead of saying, you know, I'm really pissed off about that, you know, go one step further and say, I'm really pissed off about that, but what can I do to change right. that, you know. And that's where the serenity prayer comes in. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. So what can I change, what can I change, and what am I going to do to change it, you know? And and like I said, a lot of it's in your per, uh, perception. And when I'm feeling like everything's going wrong and everything's shitty and this and that, then i got to just take a break and a lot of times go for a walk and come back and look at it with fresh eyes. And say, right. you know, yeah. And, you know, just go for that walk and just get away, literally get away from the problem. Say, I'm leaving that here. You know, exactly. I do. I said, I said out loud, I'm leaving it right here and I put it on the ground. You know, I might be talking to myself. You know, it's okay to talk to yourself. It's okay to answer yourself. But when you have to ask yourself to repeat yourself, that's when you got <laughs> 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 <That's> worse. <laughs> Lordy mercy, I started to laugh and I <laughs> ended up coughing. Excuse <laughs> me. I like talking to myself because sometimes that's the only way I can have a decent conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do talk to myself where I talk out loud about stuff, you know. Because I can find out more of what I'm thinking if I say it out loud. Like, you know, when I knock something over. Well, yeah, that was really stupid. Well, why yeah, say that? Yeah, I've say, done that. I've done that. <laughs> when you can just say, well, I dropped something. I guess I could pick it up and put it back where it was or put it away somewhere else so I'll knock it over the next time. You know? So right. Or I you do it. Or you or you do it to keep things together, you'll be like, oh, okay, I did that. Now, what do I need to do next? Yeah. You know. 
and, like and, and the problem is they do the next right thing, but if you can't figure out what the next right thing is, sometimes it would take me all day to figure out what's the next right thing. You know, <laughs> what is the I next know. right thing? Right. And it's something my son says, if you want to be motivated, get up and do something. The motivation follows, not the motivation, then the action. Exactly. I thought that was interesting because I always thought I had to wait for the motivation. Well, you know, they say that that, uh, things that are in motion stay in motion. Uh It's the momentum. That if you right. if, if you're constantly moving, you're going to stay in motion because you're not going to stop. You, you're not going to want to stop. But if you're constantly still, then you're going to stay. The same thing. You're going to stay still because yep. you're not wanting. You're not going to want to get up, and move. So yeah, I used to tell people I'd sit all day and look at my house and think about all the things I wanted to do to clean it. And at the end of the day, I wouldn't have one thing done. But I shared a lot of great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and now I just go, I'm going to tackle that little area over there, you know. I don't like the way my house is looking. I'm just tackling that little area. And like you said, I get moving. And, and then I go, hey, that little area I could do. I accomplish the other way. Right. You know, instead of looking well, my- at the whole big picture. Exactly. Well, I'm I'm excited to to tell you that my husband and I, you know, we're getting a new storage container and a new shed. Okay. And we're and we're going to basically clean off clean off our back porch because we've got we we've got you know an extra grill there and and so much other stuff right. that we're going to clean off our back porch. And then I'll get to put my fall decorations up next month. So I'm oh, kind of looking nice. forward to that. Yes. Yeah, I fall. had my worker said, what you need is a professional organizer. I said, yeah, that'd be great. It costs a fortune, you know, because um, if I'd have got kicked out of the last place, it would have been my 20th time homeless. And a lot of times I was homeless <laughs> because I'd end up in the hospital um, because I got really sick, you know, I had um, some really bad operations and I got sick oh, to death many times and had to go to nursing home and assisted living and all that. And uh, so anyway, my daughter would come and pack and just I'll throw, start throwing stuff from the living room in there and there'd be some extra room so she'd th- throw stuff from the bedroom in there or under the kitchen sink or something, right. you know. And so I've got all these boxes and I have no idea what I have because this has gone on for years and years. And anyway, it's all my garage. I have a two-plus car garage full, you know. And she said, do you need a professional art? I said, yeah, well, that cost me. And she says, no, she her services will provide it. And, gotcha. and so they're trying to get me set up with that, you know. Right. Because, you know, I've tried myself, and this is so overwhelming. I mean, having the trouble, you know, doing the housework. Right. <laughs> oh, Lord, my my throat's tickling again. Oh, no. So, Annie, are you still there? Annie? I'm here. I'm here. Why don't you tell us about your backyard? I was out at Annie's house and saw her backyard. Yeah, let people know what your back, what you got that you like in your backyard. Well, I I have a lovely serene place with a pond, a very small pond, 
and a small waterfall, which oh, makes wow. a lot of noise. And so we hear this beautiful water sound, and it, it just kind of drowns out any other noises going on. And um, I work out there as a writer. I bring my computer on out there, and I sit at the patio table, and that's where I work, right by the waterfall. Oh, yeah, that Herner, sounds beautiful. Herner's son, Herner's son built a waterfall, and it's great big rocks. And I go, that is so cool. You guys built it. And Annie was telling me, yeah, and it was so hard to get those get those rocks placed to the right way so that the water would run down the right, right way, you know. And, right. and sometimes we could start something and get really discouraged, you know, but we got to realize we're not perfect, and it might be the first time we've ever done something. So, and then don't, you know, like when my kids were little, if they wanted to find out how to do something or ask me a question, we'd have to arrange a time to go to the library. Like next week, we can go at 3 on Wednesday, you know. And and now you can just Google stuff, and everything's got a video on YouTube or, you know, and so don't let them hold track. If you want to do something, you know, um, there's a lot of things that you could do that don't cost a lot of money. Um, right. You know, matter of fact, again, um, you can go on YouTube and find um, dollar store craft ideas, you know. Right. And, and just simple craft things that are pretty huge, you know. Exactly. And I, into, I got tons of rocks in my yard, and I, I'm getting into rock painting. And I was on uh, Pinterest and found a really cool thing, and it's um, uh, something that I'm going to make. And I want to sh- hold on. I want to share this with you guys if I can find it. Um, I gotta, I gotta find the, you know, how you get all the all kinds of um, um, pictures and stuff on on your deal. But um, yeah. I sent it, I sent it to my uh, girlfriend. So um, anyway, it's a whole bunch of rocks, and they're painted, and so I've got smiley faces on, so I've just got little designs and hearts, and some are just kind of cool rocks. So what they did is they made a sign to go over it, and the sign says, Rock Garden, take a rock for motivation, leave a rock for inspiration, be kind, and share one. And it's called the Kindness Rocks Project is what they have written under it. And I'm going to do that, and I'm going to put it in my front yard, and then I'm going to put it on that next door so people will know they can come by and get a rock. That's awesome. That's, that that and, sounds great. I like that. Yeah. So I thought I'd, I'd start a Facebook group and um, just get people interested in, you know, if people want to do it, we can show each other what we got out there for rocks. And, you know, if somebody's in a neighborhood or whatever, they might say, oh, I know Victoria. She only lives a few miles from me. I think I'll come get a rock, you know. I've got one to put in her pile. <laughs> you know, I found this really cool <laughs> rock. I didn't even have to paint it. It's just a cool-looking rock, you know. But but just people interested in doing something. I mean, that's like free. Doing magic marker and write love on a rock or happiness or joy or, you know. And just, exactly. You know, you don't have to go out and buy a fancy rock for um, Fifteen dollars. It says joy on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can get a magic marker. So you know there are a lot of things you can do that. You know, it doesn't cost a lot of money. Right. And it would make me happy because it's something I can do that's fun for me. But it's also something I can give to make somebody else happy, maybe. 
Exactly. And I like the sign what they said, you know. It's it's a rock garden, uh, take a rock for motivation. Right. And then Annie also has a lot of flowers in her yard, too. And um, she's got a lot of little areas, and she's got a, like a, uh, like a, you know, tent, tent up and stuff with, like she was saying, a table. And, you know, she had to go to work, and, and uh, I was thinking of going over to the, to the ocean, you know. And I thought, why do I have to go somewhere? She's got this beautiful backyard. I could just, you know, hang out here. And like she said that, you know, that um, fountain she's got with rocks in it, and it's like got like almost a little river there, <laughs> you know, and listening to that water. It's just, it was beautiful. I had a wonderful time over there. Thank you, Victoria. I'm so glad that I got to meet you. You got to come over to California. Yeah, yeah that was fun because it's the second time that I've gotten to go to the conference for NASCA, and uh, that's every year in um, July. So I told Bill we need to start announcing it. You know, we don't know always the exact date, but, but you know, some people have to save money like me to go to something like that, you know. And, and I could, you know, if I know it's coming up, I can put a little bit of money away every month so I can make the trip. And we can plan for things for ourselves too, you know. We can... And, and, and my daughter, my daughter uh, put a thing on Facebook, and she says, you know, I didn't even realize this area, and she's got pictures of being on a rock and uh, stream and this and that, and she took all these really great pictures of her family. She said, and I didn't even know this was right by my house, you know. And, and so some people don't realize, you know, like somebody comes here and says, oh, I want to go here or there, or what do you have to, you know, in your area, and you bring them places that you've never been, you know, you've never taken the time to go. And, Why? and a lot of times we can just look around. Like for me, I just walk three blocks down the road and there's this mile bike trail that I can go around and there's, you know, it's just beautiful out there in the woods. I can take my dog or I can go by myself. You know, I've invited my neighbor and she keeps saying she wants to go, but she has never gone with me. But I don't let it stop me and say, well, I got to wait for her to go. I go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. She hasn't went yet, and I've been over there at least ten times since I lived here. And I told my friend, you know, he says, well, you know, I can't walk very far. And he says, you know, just start with walking one block and back. You know, start somewhere. There you go. And I, a friend that invited me to the gym to do this stair step thing. I don't know what it is. They have a block of wood and you just go up and down it, you know. And I was exhausted. And I said, she goes, you want to go next week? And I go, no. I can go up and down my stairs at home. <laughs> it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> 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 and I said, you know, and then if I want to sit down, I don't have to do it all within an hour. <laughs> you know? Why? <laughs> when I moved in here, my daughter got me some boxes. People just, you know, used them once and gave them away on Facebook. So she got me all these boxes to move. So I packed them up and wrote on the sides of everything where they went. And uh, I got a moving company through the county when I got moved uh, for relocation services. 
And anyway, so they put all the stuff in the house, and then I went and went, wait a minute, nothing's in the right room. And he goes, well, it's right on the top of the box, which room it goes in. And I said, oh, no, I forgot to tell you, I wrote on the side. That's the people that had the boxes last time. <laughs> I said, oh, I feel terrible. And the guy says, oh, no, no, we'll move them, we'll move them. And there was like three guys, you know. And I said, oh, I feel so bad after they started moving them. You know, he goes, oh, don't worry about it. He goes, we get paid for this. He goes, we get exercise. We don't have to pay to go to a gym. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were just like really, really excited, you know. And I said, I'm going to write you guys a great review. So I went on, you know, Google, you can go on there if you use something, you know, and, and comment. So I wrote, this is the best moving company I've ever had. But little did they know, it's the only moving company I've ever had. <laughs> but, but I gave them real high praise, you know, because, man, that was, you know, they were just very positive about and the whole situation, they could have said, hey, lady, you know, you can go up there on the side of the up the top, you know. I didn't even notice nothing was right down the top because I'm right down the side, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, people like that, you know, the guy could have got all pissed off, but he chose to just, you know, make it okay. And it made it okay for me. <laughs> there you go. Quiet time on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still we're st- I'm still outside. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had to come and put my phone on the charger. <laughs> Me oh, too. Okay. That's why I, I'm inside. Yeah, I charged mm-hmm. my phone right before I called in, so I'm I'm mm-hmm. good on that on that front. Oh, I'm I'm really bad at charging my phone. <laughs> It's easy to forget, hey. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then with having these complications with uh, my phone keeps hanging up and this and that, you know, it's like I didn't want to think about my phone. <laughs> you know? Right. I totally get that. But, you know, when you're having a conversation, like I'm having a conversation with my worker today and it hung up twice on us. And, you know, huh. it's hard enough to get a hold of the worker. <laughs> because she called me back, you know. Right. Well, it hasn't hung up tonight. That's good, and it sounds fine. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it can be just fine. I'll talk to my girlfriend even a couple hours on the phone, and it never hangs up. And other times I talk to her for five minutes and click, it goes dead, you know. Or I'm mm-hmm. on the Internet and, you know, it stopped connecting to the Internet. Just right. out of the blue. You know, it's not like I'm moving anywhere, going under a bridge, or you know, nothing like that. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't want to say, <laughs> it doesn't want to, you know. And then it keeps saying that, that, um, that I have, um, I've used too much data, you know. And I asked T-Mobile about that, and they were like, "Well, you need to redo it, this and that and the other thing." And they, why does it say I use too much data when I have unlimited data? And you said your uh, your phone automatically comes on? I'm sorry, I couldn't uh-huh. understand. I said sometimes it automatically goes off or I can't. It just 
turns off the internet, like when I'm trying to Google search something, it'll just oh. go offline. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not trying to scare you or anything, but huh. you know, sometimes that's a sign that somebody has commandeered your computer like a hacker. <laughs> yeah, this is in my so, phone and matter of fact I did get my phone hacked once and I brought it in and and they uh everybody thought I was going crazy. And I said, Well, let me go ask T Mobile. I went in there and they said, Yeah, somebody has hacked your phone, we can tell. Wow. wow. Yeah. Woo, that's scary. Yeah. Well, I had went to this one place. This guy was going to help me because I was doing this um, thing for child abuse. And, and he, this one guy hooked me up with this other guy that was supposed to be, you know, raising money just for that. So this lady comes and picks me up to take me to the office. All of a sudden, I find myself in this Christian science place. And... I tell you what, they took me around all around this place. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know how to get out. I didn't know how long I'd been there. There's no clocks in the place. And they are showing me all this stuff and just like literally trying to brainwash me. And and finally, the guy goes, well, what do you think? And I go, oh, it's wonderful. You know, because I was afraid to say it wasn't. And, and he's like, how about if we set up a meeting for next week and come back and we talk? Oh, that is great. I love that idea. Okay, would you like to go home now? Oh, that sounds really good. You know, <laughs> and I got out of there and called my girlfriend, and I said, oh, my God, I was just kidnapped. And and they, they freaking put something on my phone. And when I walked in there, they said, I said, oh, my phone's not charged very well. Oh, here, we'll charge it up for you while you're here. So I didn't even, my daughter goes, never let anybody have your phone. You know, and uh-uh. I said, I'm going to go to work in that building because, you know, some places can set up where you can't even use your phone. Right. And then, then they showed me, they wanted to show me a video because so, he knew I was, you know, um, um, something about child abuse. So he brings me over and I'm sitting on this thing. He turns on this video and walks away. And it was horrible. It was a horrible video. And I was getting traumatized. And I got up and started walking around and I was shaking and crying. I didn't know where I was. Finally, the lady found me and asked me if I was okay, and I said, no, I'm not okay. So she goes, well, let's go talk to this so-and-so. She brings me into the office with this guy and stuff, you know, and it was just crazy. I was there for like two hours. I didn't even know where the hell I was because it brought me in the back of a building. Up oh, a huge parking Oh, God, it was horrible. Then I found out I took my phone to T-Mobile because weird shit was happening. You know, and it's one uh, lady, um, um, her situation, and, and she was going to, um, she wanted me, to, like, to interview me and stuff, you know. And uh, um, I was going to do it about my experience. And uh, I talked to this one lady that was a worker of mine, and she said that when she was 13, her parents sent her this camp. It was supposed to be a religious camp, and it was Christian science and talked about the brainwashing and this and that. And and uh, she said they asked her to talk, and she says, "No way, I'm not saying nothing about them." <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't, you know. But no, they they tapped my phone, <clears throat> and then I was like, "Oh my God, do they have you know people's contact information in now that is in my phone?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. 
you know, what can they what can they get into? I'm just glad exactly. that I a new number and a new phone and a new everything. You know, just start me all over. And I, I well, got weird because my computer was acting up, you know, because I plugged my phone in to take my pictures off my computer. And it right. started acting up. So I had to go get my computer cleaned out, too. They probably put a virus in it. Uh, okay, a lot of times... Uh, a lot of times, people will put viruses and Trojan horses in your in your phone. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you, if you do any banking online, which I don't, I do not do online yeah. banking. I do not, will not, yeah. because it's too risky. Right. I do my banking the old-fashioned way. Uh-huh. I do not. I do not do on banking uh, online banking, and never yeah. will. Yeah. And a lot of people would look at me and, and go ahead. A, a lot of people would probably look at me and, well, you're behind the times. Well, you know, uh, behind the times is safer, and I'm not, I, I will not bank online. Right, right. You know, and it really scares me when I go on a, I go on a website and I put, in my, I put in my debit card number, you know, and I go on a completely different website and my debit card number pops up. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, really. Right. That's like, how many people am I sending that information out to? I always exactly. joke that you know, I always joke that somebody steal my identity and then they try to track me down to get it back because they wouldn't want it. <laughs> you know, I asked my well, one day, he was helping people remortgage things. And I and he says, you want me to check your credit? I says, oh, that'd be great. I'm sure I got bad credit. And he's like, well, let me check them around. Give me this, that, the other thing. So I did. And he calls me back, and I said, I got bad credit, right? And he goes, Mom, you got worse than bad credit. And I'm like, what's worse than bad credit? He says, you're a ghost. He said, it'd be better off if you have bad credit. You're more likely to get, like, your credit card and stuff if you have bad credit than if you're a ghost. And I said, well, I've never gotten it. Cards. I said, my grandfather was said, if if you need something, then then take your money and get it. And if you want something and you don't have the money, save for it. And that's the way I've always done. Paid cash. Right. So well, you know, I was almost. Yeah. I was almost a victim of a phishing scam, and uh, somebody had uh, hacked my PayPal account. Wow. And uh, I had to shut it down. I, I will not deal with PayPal anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are uh, there are more secure alternatives out there, and yeah. and, and so I'm I'm going that route. But yeah. I well, had I, to... I got an email that said my mother was in another country, and and had been arrested, and I had to send her money. And I'm like, first of all, my mother would never go to another country. <laughs> Really? You know, and and got a lot of scammers out there. They didn't put her name on it. You know, like this one friend of mine, she said that somebody called her up and said, your grandson's in jail and needs this money, you know. And and I suppose some people would get to him. And she says, what's my grandson's name? And they said, you don't know your grandson's name? And she says, well, I do, but do you? (laughs) (laughs) And then I keep getting these phone calls. I'm an answering machine that says um, um, you're wanted for um, committing Social Security fraud. Call this number. I'm like, 
you know? Yeah. I've never <laughs> and then I had one that said they had a warrant out for my arrest. Well, I know that I've done anything to have a warrant out for my arrest. Right. You know? <laughs> but had I been somebody that, you know, thought somebody caught me for something or I had been in trouble in the past, I might have, I might have called that number. Right. You know? Annie, you had an incident where you got somebody. I, uh, got I a did. Your- it, yeah, it was PayPal. And um, I had to, I shut down my credit cards. And I had yep. to change all my passwords in, like, my bank I did and everything. And yep. I was so scared. I felt like I had been physically attacked. I felt so horrible. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I know, too, back then you were blaming yourself as well. And this stuff happens so many times. I should have known, you know. I should have known. But, no. It makes you feel dumb. It makes you feel dumb. They target people. They've got a way they know to target people. You know, and and they're good at what they do. Because they might not get you, but they're going to get a small percentage of people. And that's all they really want. You know. Right. Well, they targeted me, and I, like Annie, I had to shut my PayPal account down. I had to change all of my passwords. I had yep. to, I had to, uh, I had to cancel my credit card and get another one. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was. I, I just, I felt really dumb because yeah. I got hit by a phishing scam. Yep. Yeah. And but well, now I know better. Lucky right. for me, they didn't clean me out. Yeah. But I mean, I was able, and I got LifeLock after that. After that, I got yeah. LifeLock. So yeah. you know. So well, I got LifeLock premium. Most of us get immobilized and something like that happens, and we really don't even know what to do if we don't have somebody in our lives, or you know, have a little bit going for us that we can figure it out. You know. Right. And, but I got something funny to tell you guys. So it was my son's birthday, and he was out here visiting from California, and I wanted to bake him a cake. And uh, by the time I bought all the ingredients and everything, Vinny goes, so you could have made him an ice cream cake. And I said, well, that ain't the same as the cake for mom, you know. So anyway, I went online to Google his cake on my, on my computer, and all of a sudden I got a virus on my phone and on my computer. So my son was over, and I said, yeah, my computer got messed up. And, uh, but I'm going to take it in. Don't worry about it. Cause I didn't want him to know what I was doing. So he goes, Oh, mother, just give me the computer. Cause he's in IT. I don't really know what he does, but anyway, he says, give me the computer. So he's going through it and whatever. And he gets, gets whatever it was virus out of it, you know? And, and then he goes, you were Googling your cake mix and our taste recipe. And I go, yeah. So we were at his party, you know, and, and then, so at least come out with cake and it's got candles and, she bought another cake because there's more people than I had made a cake for. So anyway, um, he goes up the channel and I said, yeah, I made that cake, Rick. And then he goes, oh, thank you, Mom. I love you and this and that, you know. And so anyway, Alicia goes, do you want Mom's cake or the one I bought? And Rick goes, I'll have a piece of Mom's cake. And his foster brother was behind him and says, good call, Rick. <laughs> and Rick goes, my mother is the only one that can go a cake recipe and get a virus. <laughs> 
I was telling him, I says, yeah, when I was young, I was a teenager, and me and my girlfriend were saying, wouldn't that be horrible if, like, your boyfriend called and he could see over the phone? You know? Oh, no. Like, make up, you know? <laughs> yeah. We just thought that'd be horrible, and now it's, you know, now, now it's a reality. <laughs> <laughs> Who ever thought, you know, I saw my son, yeah, when we had computers when I was a kid. We had cards that we fed into the computer, and we... We literally punched dots out of it and pushed it back in, and it read the cards. And, um, and he, yeah, so um, my son goes, that's a dinosaur, mother. <laughs> so anyway, I went on Facebook. I'm going on there and putting my school name in, and sometimes the year I graduated and things. And uh, three weeks before um, this high school reunion, it popped up. And it said they were having a high school reunion in three weeks, and I hadn't ever been to one because I'd either been bullied or ignored, you know. Had a few friends, but that was it. So I wasn't sure I was going to go or not, and I thought, you know, this popped up, and, you know, I think I'm going to go. So I got all ready and everything, and Vinny was dropping me off. I, um, I went by myself, and he says, well, how long is it going to be? I said, well, the thing says 11. I says, but you never know if it's going to go later. I says, but keep your phone by you because I don't know what to expect. It might be five minutes. <laughs> but the thing is, I've changed my name legally, so I'm not the same name on Facebook. So I went on and tried to join the group, and they didn't get a response. So I emailed one of the monitors and said, moderators and said, um, you know, this is Kathy Shepard was my name. And, you know, I've changed my name for my safety. That's all I put on there. And uh, anyway, so of course I got into the group of things, but um, but I just put my name on, you know, as what I went to school with, and it actually turned out to be very good. I had a really good time. But this one gal came up to me and and specifically said to me, she goes, you know, I remember that you were really bullied by a lot of people at school. She said, and um, I would just like to apologize for my part in doing that. And it blew me away. Nice. And then, and then she followed up with, you know, we were just kids and we really didn't know what we were doing. And, you know, right. I kind of took it really negatively, like, you know, she just canceled out the apology. But you know what? She did more than anybody else did there. <laughs> right. A lot of those kids avoided me and not one of them came up and even acknowledged that that had happened. You know? Right. And so I went away with that feeling good instead of, you know, like we talked about um, in the beginning of being resentful and, you know, angry. About right. The you know. Well, I, you know, I've had a few classmates come out and apologize, and I accept yeah. their apologies. But yeah. uh, most of them, most of my classmates, they're still the same bitter, mm-hmm. mean people. Yeah. And when I wrote my, my first book, I got a lot of, nasty messages about that really wow. nasty messages i even got a few threats yeah. so and, and these were people who yeah. were in their their mid-40s at the time yeah. you know yeah. threatening doing a yeah. lot of threatening and and i just told them i was like look i was like i'm not scared of you anymore right right and you know i i hand i think i handled it really good 
Absolutely. And I said, you know, if you're going to do it, do what you think, do what you're going to you're going to do what you're going to do anyway. And I was like, I'm not scared of you. Right. And after a while, you know, they, they stopped. Yeah. Because, you know, they they did not get me to react. Yeah. Like like they did when I when we were when we right. were in school. I would always react. Well, I didn't react. I responded, but I didn't react. Yeah. And I think that's that's very important it's very important that you don't react because when you react you can't think straight mm-hmm. yeah. you have to keep your head in situations like that yeah and uh, yeah. I kept my head and I just I told him how it was yeah. I did not curse I did not yell and I yeah. and you know I didn't you know, I didn't use all caps to yell, but I told him like it was <laughs> that I'm I'm not scared of you anymore. And uh, I basically I I saved all of the dirty messages in a folder, so yep. in yeah. case something did happen, yep. then I would have evidence. I would have yeah. all those threats I was getting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, I did go up to some of the people that, that did bully me, tried me like crap and stuff, and I said, I just want to let you know that I had a really hard time at school. I said one of the reasons why my grandparents, you know, uh, raised me and they were alcoholics and, like, I could only take a bath once a month, you know, because I got reported for smelling bad. I had got called into the counselor's office, and, and she told me a bunch of kids came to the, um, to the head people at the school and, and said that I stunk. So they called me into the counselor's office to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. And Why? so I was telling them, you know, I said, and I was being sexually abused by my biological father. You know, I mean, I just came out and told them. <laughs> I didn't care. You know, I wanted them to know what I was going through. And and yeah. maybe maybe when they went home, they thought about, boy, we treated her very bad. Now we know why she, she was, you know, because I wouldn't. I wouldn't fight back or do anything back. I would just get more and more introverted and more and more shameful, right. you know. Right. And I wanted them to know what I was going through. And, and you know, I didn't come out and say, and you did this to me. I just, I let that part out. Let them come to their own conclusion, you know. Do it in their own head. <laughs> and if they never do, if they never do. Exactly, and that's on them. Right. And, and I right. refuse to let I refuse to let my bullies from school live in, in my head rent free. Yeah, and I love you know, that thing. Can you say that thing again? <laughs> I'm not going to let them live in my head rent rent free. Yeah. I, I'll use what they did to help other people, but I'm not going to I'm not going to let them. I'm not going to give them any more of my power. Yeah. And, than and I already did years you ago. You know, like you said, if it helps somebody, that's one thing. Or if it's something you're working on, say therapy or whatever. But but to sit and ruminate about it, um, it, it right. just time away it from you being happy in your life. You know. Exactly. If I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there upset about what my biological father did to me, then I'm not living my life today. I'm not out working on my meditation area. 
I'm not out going for a right. walk. I'm taking my dog exactly. out. I'm not going. I think I'm gonna get a female dog and and raise Bashans. You know, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about all the horrible things I went through. So you know, again, choices. You know, and and if you feel exactly. like you don't have choices, just look at some small things that you do have choices over. You know, and just That's start small. You know, That's I have a choice right. over what I'm having for breakfast. I have a choice about you know I'm not a kid anymore. I mean, when I first moved in here, I turned on the water, and it started running too long, and it freaked out and turned it off. And it just hit me all of a sudden. When I was a kid, we got screamed at if we left the water ring too long because um, they had to pay for their water. Right. And I couldn't use water much, you know. And, and I went, I'm an adult. I pay the water bill, and if I want to let it run longer than what I, quote, needed, then I can't. You know, and so I just turn the water on and let it run <laughs> for no reason at right. all. Right. Just because <laughs> So, you know, to let ourselves know that we have choices today and not feel crazy that, you know, I just wanted to run the water to run the water because <laughs> I could. <laughs> you know, I could have shaken exactly. myself on that one, but I didn't. So we have, we have choices over what we tell ourselves to what we're, you know, what we're thinking about ourselves. And if we exactly. think we don't deserve something, we can tell ourselves we deserve it and go out and do it. Or we can be stuck in, I don't deserve it. Right. That's exactly right. Because you wonder how some people can, you know, like I, you know, I just, like we talked about getting stuck, I was just stuck for so long. And, you know, um, I always wondered how some people weren't, you know. And so, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight if people want to know. It doesn't. It's it's a lot of hard work, you know. I had a lot of yes, therapy and a lot of support from people. I had to go and reach out, you know, and force myself to be in social situations, force myself to leave my house. I didn't leave my house for three years. I had my grandparents bring me in food and necessities and take out my garbage because I was so afraid to leave my house. And all of a sudden, one day I just said, I'm not doing this no more. There you, you know, go. Tiny steps, you know, little teeny baby steps. And, you know, one time I went out and it just didn't turn out very good and I was, you know, scared and this and that and I went back home. I thought, I'm not going out again. And then I went, wait a minute. Am I going to trap myself again in my house for three years? And so when COVID hit, my daughter was like, don't go out, Mom. You know, you've got a lowered immune system because I've stayed through kidney failure. And I said, Alicia, I'm not staying trapped in my house anymore. I said, I'm wearing mask, I'm wearing gloves. And if I have to get a hazmat suit, I will get it. She goes, well, don't go to extremes like that, mother. And I said, I'm just telling you, I'm not going to be trapped in my house. I'm not living like that. There you go. You know, for standing up for ourselves, setting boundaries, setting limits, you know, and if I have to go overboard... Overboy, proves a point, I will. <laughs> staying in the house 24-7 is not good for you at all. It's not good for your health, your physical or mental health. You can't, nobody can stay cooped up in a house 24-7. No. They can't. No. You have to get out and get some sunlight. Yeah, otherwise sure. you will. Otherwise, yeah. you will stay depressed. And you yeah. and you may even get physically sick because there's mm-hmm. there's vitamin D 
in sunlight, and your body needs that. Right. Oh, I mean, I was very sick. I mean, I couldn't barely do anything because it wasn't healthy, you know. And having a daughter and going through that was, you know, not good. Right. You know, and kids, people would say my kids got a little older and they all they'd say, oh, boy, your kids are grown. And I said, yeah, that's because I feed them and let them out in the light. <laughs> that was funny. Why? <laughs> but it's true, you know. We need that, you know, to grow emotionally, physically, and spiritually. From being trapped inside is, you know, um, exactly. I always felt trapped. I always felt trapped. And, you know, when I was being abused, I was trapped. And and so sometimes I'll feel trapped now and I'll say, well, what can I do to not feel trapped? You know? Exactly. Go for a walk, go for a walk or do something where, you know, I wouldn't normally do or, or make a choice about something. Gotcha. Yeah. Annie's still with us. You got about seven minutes I'm left. I'm here. I'm here. We've got we've only got about five minutes left in this show. Yeah, so you guys and, anyone talk to Um, no, not especially. <laughs> um, no, I don't really have uh, have anything to add to your conversation. How about uh, how about uh, the needlework or the stuff that you do? Um, how did you get into doing that? Oh, you know, I I started doing that as a child. Like in the fourth grade, I learned how to. I even have a crochet club, and oh. uh, I gave it up the whole time I was raising my kids. I never had time, yep. and I gave it up, and. When I picked it back up again, this sense of calm filled me. And I realized that as a child, I had used it to escape, you know, to be in a place where bad things weren't happening. And um, I use it now not as an escape, but as a reward. Like, Mm. I'll go do the dishes. Okay, kitchen's all clean. Sit down and crochet a roll of whatever I'm making. Yeah. And that's my reward. Well, that's a lot of times, too, what we can do if we don't really know what to do to enjoy ourselves. Think of either something that you did as a kid that you enjoyed or something you wish you'd have done when you were a kid, you know? Yeah. You know, I wish I would have had a sand bucket and a shovel, you know, and go to the Dollar Tree and get one and go go to the uh lake or the beach or whatever and just shovel some sand in a bucket you know who cares what people think right. Right. Anyway, you know, it's like this is for I you i buy myself toys a lot i buy yep. um like little games little handheld you know like wooden games with a maze or that kind of yeah. thing i have a wooden tic-tac-toe board and i play those things oh yeah it makes me happy yeah, yeah. I like those uh, things that they, the paddles that have the balls on them and hit yes. them. I think yes. those are or so cool. Or the cup, the little <laughs> yeah. cup you have to throw the ball in. I've got that. Yep. And then they got the bigger, bigger handheld ones. You could throw them back and forth, but you can also toss it up in the air and catch them. You know, when I was a mm-hmm. kid, I played. I had a tennis racket, and we lived next to a tennis court, and people would be 
hitting the balls outside the court, and they didn't want to go run and get them, so they just leave them out there. Me and my brother collect them, you know. Yeah. And if I couldn't find one to play tennis, which I usually couldn't, I would just I would whack them up against the house, you know. Yeah. I have to tell you what I played yesterday. Cat's Cradle. with string. Oh. Yep. My granddaughter was... Yeah, my granddaughter got a string, and she made a cat's cradle. She's 16, and we sat there and just played cat's cradle for a while. It was so much fun. Yeah. I got some chalk, uh, and my my grandchild one, she was small. I draw a tic-tac-toe on the on the, um, the sidewalk, and we played tic-tac-toe. Or not tic-tac-toe, I'm sorry. Hopscotch. I made a hopscotch thing. It's like hopscotch. <laughs> That's cool. You're good at that. You know, <laughs> not missing the squares. And, you know, <laughs> you're good at that, Grandma. <laughs> and then all of a sudden one day she says, Grandma, I, can I draw the tic-tac-toe board? And, and it was totally not even the right, you know, I'm not tic- I keep saying the wrong thing, hopscotch thing, you know. And I said, sure. And it didn't even look like a hopscotch board, whatever. Uh, game, but you know what? All the numbers were there, and we had a lot of fun playing. <laughs> well, we're down to our last minute, so let's just do a quick uh, identification. This has been yeah. Stop Child Abuse Now Scan Radio Show Thirty Two Forty Seven. All of our radio shows are recorded, and they're in the archives, so you can go back and listen to any night for the past, I don't know how many years it's been, a lot. Um, Stop Child Abuse Now has been brought to you by NASCA, the National Association for Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. Hope to see you tomorrow. All right. Y'all have a wonderful night. Thank you.